Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Episode 638 of my podcast, The Home Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russ Hale, and we are one of the longest single-hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. Welcome to the show. And we got another jam-packed show for you guys today. As I've said in the past few weeks, this is like the busiest time of year for me for videos. It's just like Christmas comes early, and I love it. And I try to pass that along to you, along to you guys, by giving you a little more content than I usually do throughout the rest of the year. Now, uh, now I'm not going to say that I'm going to go back to weekly all the time. It's only because this time of year I have so much stuff and I'm trying to meet deadlines for people that that you're going to see more regular for this month, uh, for the most part. But but don't count on me going weekly permanently i just i do this just to get through things but it's not a permanent change i just don't have that kind of time but i make exceptions for this time of year anyway enough of that palaver uh a lot to talk about today and we'll get to what's on the show this week but <laughs> it's been such so much crazy stuff has been happening in the world of entertainment i have to do i have to do entertainment news because <laughs> lord almighty stuff that happens in between recordings so, a while back, of course, I told you guys all about Ruby Rose's exit from Batwoman, season one. <laughs> yeah, and there was all these rumors that swirled around. Why did she leave? Did she get fired? Yada, yada, yada. Well, since my last recording, Lord, you know, you know, <laughs> crap has hit the fan because Ruby Rose has come out. And I don't know if she was under a gag order, maybe, or something, because it's been two years now, practically. She's come out and she has slammed people, the CW, and <laughs> saying that um, th- that she's got really deal on that. You know, the work conditions were horrible, and she got injured, and and she just just shoot him a new one, <laughs> just fired some salvos at CW and the people behind the show. Well, no sooner did she do that than than the show fired back. And said she was a diva, and she showed up late, and she was hard to work with, and all this kind of stuff. And even one of her former co-stars, the the guy who plays Lucius Fox, did not have, went out and publicly did not have nice things to say. Now, of course, you know, in life, there's two sides to every story. But this, my friends, is getting ugly. And you don't often see this, like, kind of happen. And you wonder, 
you know, what's her motivation other than maybe she got released from a gag order to come out so you know, so far after she left the show? You know, the show will be creeping up to its third season uh, soon. And why is Ruby Rose pushing this much right now? And so it's really odd. And so you're kind of questioning that motive. And then, of course, the people who work on the show and the stars of the show, they're going to support the show. You know, they want to keep working. They want to stay employed. So you also question, you know, how much do you, are they are they saying is legit? How much are they just trying to keep working? So I said so too many times. It's, it's a weird situation. Somewhere in between these two, there's the truth. Because it's always lies in the middle. And I don't know. I mean, to me, Ruby Rose is not doing herself any favors. I mean, if she gets this, I, this reputation, she already had one a little bit to begin with of really hard to work with and, and stuff. I don't know how much more she's going to be working. It, it's, it's, it's so weird to, 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 to see this so much in public going on. I don't know where it's going to lead. You know, Batwoman is, again, she's just coming up to the start of her third season and they're not losing any steps. And, 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 you know, they even had a presence at uh, Fandom uh, as well. And Fandom was really interesting. I, it's my first chance to talk about it. I had a, a chance to look at it. I'm not going to go over as much detail as I did last year, but highlights for me, they showed some clips. They showed a, a really brief clip from Black Adam and, and how Black Adam deals with an intruder. And that's, Ooh, that scene reminds me of the start of Green Lantern with Parallax, where I saw that in a theater, and I swear, Ramblers, I saw that movie in the theater, and that opening scene in that Green Lantern movie where the Parallax entity, and slight spoiler, but it's been out for years, totally annihilates the Green Lantern. It's so graphic that I went to the theater to see it. There was this woman with a young kid. She she hauled them out of the theater and they never came back into that showing. They were like gonzo. And that kind of stuff shows up in Shazam. Or not Shazam, Black Adam. I could see history repeating. And another poor little kid with her mother sees this guy getting disintegrated and she goes, mm, we're out of here. So... Both DC properties, so we'll see how how like that's that's. But it's in character with Land. It's in character with Black Adam because he's a ruthless kind of guy, man. He is he's not happy camper person person. <laughs> so that movie looks very interesting. I I the, some of the other heroes in it, they've kind of race swapped them for no particular reason. I don't know how that's gonna go. Hopefully, the actors are still good actors that can portray the parts. We'll see. So they did that. They showed some bits from Aquaman. Um, uh, the the Aquaman 2. I forget what the subtitle was. Uh, they showed a clip from the Batman, which looks... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to be impressed by Pattinson. Uh, I've said this before. When, when, um, the, when Batman first came out back in 1989, I was very skeptical. Skeptical of 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 Michael Keaton and and like you know he was Mr. Mom he was Beetlejuice now how can he be a superhero and he proved me wrong and maybe Pattinson will prove me wrong with this one that he can do the intensity which means Batman and I find it funny the the, the actress who's playing Catwoman 
She just said in the press, oh, you know, uh, I'm doing this character, but but please, please, don't give me the male gaze. I, I must not have the male gaze. It must be averted. And I'm going, really? You choose one of the most sexualized villains in DC, typically. And, and 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 you want her to not be viewed that way. You want to take all the sexy out of Catwoman. And I don't know. I don't know if it looks like maybe her whole costume is going to be totally like ain't showing no skin, and and it won't be enough to see curves. So I don't know. It's it's an odd choice, man. And it's like, why would you choose the role if you if if you don't want to accept how that character is? You know, more they subvert expectations. So I don't know. I'm hearing things about the Bond movie that are making me sad. Uh, I have yet to see it. I probably won't get to see it in the theater. Uh, so we'll see. I'm hearing good things about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And and the <laughs> another thing that makes, that makes me laugh are, are the people, uh, fans of the 2016 movie, who are, oh man, they are crying so bad. Uh, about the new afterlife they're saying oh it's fan service and and where was our sequel and whoa 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 <laughs> you didn't get a sequel because your first your movie sucked it did it's so bad in in the box office you didn't get a sequel <laughs> and 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 they're complaining then the biggest complaint about afterlife is fan service oh it plays too much to the fans of the of the genre of the series Oh, wow, boy, that's awful that a movie that's part of a franchise is going to pay homage and kind of give the fans something. That is so bad. <laughs> come on, come on, people. What a, what a weird argument. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I want to see that stuff. I want to go see the Ghostbusters movie. I, I don't want the, the, the past to be ignored. I want to revel in it, you know? So <laughs> it's just... Oh, man, people's arguments. So that's happening. Again, I don't know if I'll have a chance to see um, either of those movies in the theater. Just time and money, money and time. Uh, but but if I do get a chance to see them on Video Ramblers, you know they're going to get reviewed here. Absolutely. So look for that coming months. Usually it's two, three months. That window thing is still happening. So that's that. And one other bit of movie news before we get into the main heart of the show. And because I've been wanting to talk about this for ages. Oh, and on a side note, before I get into the rest of the stuff, uh, yeah, for all you He-Man, okay, Masters of the Universe Revelations fans out there, the second half of the first season, many people are saying, why did you break it up to begin with, is coming out on November 2nd. So, dollars to donuts, Ramblers. I will find a way of watching this remaining half, and I will give you my take on it and what I think, and if they can recover from what they did in the first half of season one, because, hoy boy, magoy, <laughs> I, I've again heard rumors of what could transpire, and I hope what I've heard isn't going to happen. But time will tell. So that's coming out really soon. <laughs> uh, that and the other big uh, announcement I wanted to finish off news with: there has uh, once you know once again been a shift in the in the Marvel MCU. <laughs> I don't know why, because this is happening. Because a lot of these movies are either done or you know kind of close to being done. 
But many of the big Marvel movies have now shifted again. Yes, as far as I know, Knockwood, at the time of this recording, we're still going to get Spider-Man <laughs> No Way Home uh, in theaters in December. And I, Ramblers, I will try to make see that in a theater because I, I really want to make an effort to see that movie in the theater. That may be the last movie I see of 2021, but I'm going to try. So that is still happening. We're still going to have a Hawkeye show, as far as I know, coming out. Uh, this around Christmas time, um, on on streaming services, that's still happening. That, I saw the trailer for that; looks interesting. And uh, the Eternals is still coming out, although there's been interesting reviews on that. So all those are still set to be released. Now, unfortunately, the rest of the Marvel slate ain't so lucky. <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is now being pushed till May sixth of next year. So that's getting bumped big time, although it's around a certain time of year I really like. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder is being pushed way till July 8th of 2022. The Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, won't see light of day at this point till November 11th, 2022. The Marvels, that sequel, sort of starring Captain Marvel, that's been pushed to February 17th. 2023, so you ain't even seeing that next year. And the long-awaited Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, the, 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 another chapter with Ant-Man, <laughs> that's being pushed till July... Oh, whoa, my voice went up. July 28th, 2023. So, <laughs> it's going to be a long time before you see these movies. And, and, there's no guarantee those dates won't be pushed again <laughs> and and a lot of these things are are like coming out of nowhere they they just announced it <laughs> like that and it's really weird i mean some movies like blade has been taken off of the schedule entirely so who knows uh if we're going to see you know why, uh, if we're going to see that movie at all. And, and it's, it's really, you know, strange. Now, Kevin Feige, uh, did, you know, did come on and, and he, and, and did talk about it. And, and this is what he was quoted and you can take this with a grain of salt. Okay. He was quoted as saying it's production shifts and changes. And because we have so many slots, we can we 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 can just shift slots. So all the Marvel movie slots are the same. We're just shifting which movies are coming out. Feige said. So that's what he's doing. All this stuff is getting shifted, shifted, shifted. So 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 you know that's that is the way it's, it, it's going. So if, if you guys are expecting a, a lot more Marvel movies to come out anytime soon, eh. Uh, so <laughs> it's not a real explanation in my opinion. It's like, okay, this is sort of the reason we're giving it, but we're not really giving a real reason because, because <laughs> so that is the ever changing nature of the movie business. And boy, what a mess this next phase is. I, I don't know where it's going. Uh, I did see a nice clip for the Flash movie uh, that I think DC is trying to... I mean, that's coming out sometime 
next year, I think. So a, a lot to look forward to next year, but not a lot left superhero movie-wise this year. <laughs> so that, that's that's my little movie news to start the show. Do-do-do-do <laughs> for y'all. What's coming up in this show? And I had to get that all out because I've just been sitting on it for a while. <laughs> What's coming up on this episode of the show? Well, we got another... Uh, jam-packed review. I'm going to start things off with a brand new movie, the digital review of this movie, because that's all I was able to get from the fine folks at, um, at uh, 20th Century Studios, and that is Free Guy, starring Ryan Reynolds, who has been said recently, he's taking a break from Hollywood, so that's another one where it's like don't expect uh, a new Deadpool anytime soon because of that, unless it's already been filmed, but who knows. <laughs> so uh, that coming to start off the show, and then we go take another trip back Back in time on for another retro Blu-ray review with another 48 Hours starring Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy, where the, the two join forces again rather reluctantly. <laughs> and then from there, we head to the skies and to a, a brave new world with the Man of Steel with Superman and Lois, season one on Blu-ray, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, where the Man of Steel now has to raise two teenage boys. And then we go from the big blue Boy Scout to the man of the red, white, and blue with my book review of Marvel's Captain America, The Ultimate Guide, new edition, courtesy of DK Publishing. That's all on this jam-packed episode of Ramble Russell. So I'm going to take a quick, quick little musical interlude right out the first review of the show. My digital movie review for this episode is Free Guy, courtesy of 20th Century Studios. Now, this is another movie starring good old Ryan Reynolds, and it's one of these movies where it's like kind of based on a video game world. It's similar to Gamer, similar to Ready Player One, but it's not so much a person being zapped into a game. It's not so Tronny, if you will. So I like how it's a little different. The, the premise is about this this, this kind of girl, uh, this game called Free City. And it to me, it's kind of like a mix of um, Fortnite, and no, I don't play Fortnite, I've just seen a bit of it, and kind of Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> in a way. And, and it's this game where everybody, you know, kind of, the, the characters all wear sunglasses, and they go in, and they do missions, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And within this digital world, you have the character of Guy wearing a blue shirt, or the blue shirt guy, played by Ryan Reynolds. And he's this, you know, he's this NPC, which you'll hear this term a lot, that's a non-playable character, you know, that has his role in life. He's a bank teller, and every day, you know, he goes to the bank, it gets robbed, he cooperates, rinse and repeat, right? Because it's based on a game. Well, um, so we have that. And then on the outside world, there's these two game developers, played by uh, Millie, played by Jodie Comer, uh, Comer. And then you have um, then you have her kind of co-developer, uh, if you will, uh, in, the, in the form of um, Keys, played by Joe Keery. And, and the, the, the kind of, in the, the start the movie, and it's like, okay, these two originally created this game called Free Life, and I'll more on that title later, that is just an open world concept where you can, you know, you can be you and everybody is just la, 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 and everybody's having fun. 
right? And then they developed this, and then the the character of Antoine, played by um, uh, Taika Waititi, who just really hams this character up. He, I guess, buys him out, takes their code, and then he uses that to create Free City. And and so the premise of the movie is that the character of Millie, she's been trying to find evidence of their original game because she feels it's like buried within the code of the game. And meanwhile, the 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 character of um, guys living his life, and then she comes into the game. And the way they they do this, and and it's kind of freaky, but but it, it sort of works. So so. All you see here in the real world, world is just like, you know, like anybody would put on a pair of headsets and a microphone and go into the game. But in, in this world, it's all played like it's an actual real world. It's kind of weird. And, and so she goes into the game, kind of roaming around, trying to figure out the code. And, and Guy sees her. And, and then that kind of breaks his routine a little. And then he puts on these sunglasses and all the players that play it have sunglasses on. He puts them on and then that kind of cracks an egg in his skull, in his digital skull. And, and not, you know, actually his egg head crack, but he has like a wake up and he realizes that, wait a minute, all this other stuff is going on here. And he's super curious. <laughs> and then he starts doing things in the game. He starts going off script, if you will. And because the character of, of Millie in the game tells him, oh, okay, you know, if you want to hang with me, your level is like really super low and you got to get up to me and I'm like level 100. <laughs> so he gets so smitten with her that he starts doing all the stuff and starts being like a rogue AI because he like gains his own independence. And, and it's through her, her, um, and then the, him, him and Millie kind of team up to try to, get to this code. So that's the whole premise of it. And, and, and the character of Antoine is so, I mean, he really plays it over the top and, and that's kind of the premise of the game. And, and it, it's a nice story. I mean, Ryan Reynolds does a really good job in it and there's some nice twists and turns and the CGI is really well done in it. And you also have like another supporting cast member, of uh, Buddy, who's kind of like a, the, the bank security guard friend, played by uh, Little Real Howery. <laughs> and there's a good, it's a good chemistry between them. I like to see him and Reynolds like do other movies together because they really well, worked well playing off each other. And it, it's a fun story. It's, it's something, you know, you don't see every day. The action in it is crazy. This is one of those movies I kind of wish I'd seen originally on a big screen and maybe in 3D. That would have been really cool. And, and it ends, it's, it's really good twists and turns, and, and it ends in a, in a somewhat predictable way. And coming back to the to their game, um, Free Life, it, it's, it's funny, because it only hit me near the end. It's like, wow, it, it's, it's so much like Second Life. If you took Second Life, and I haven't played it in like forever, but last time I played it, you know, if you took that premise... And you prettied it up a lot. You pretty much have free life. And the time that I actually used life in it, it's like, you kind of wonder if the Lindens were looking at him going, you know, that's really similar to what we are doing. <laughs> so, it is what it's, I, I like, Ron Reynolds was just really good in this. And it's a fun movie. It's pretty safe too, kid-wise. Oh, there's anything I remember in there that was too like, 
overtly offensive. And there are some good jokes in this. You know, it's genuine laughs uh, I had in it. <laughs> and, and there are so many, Lordy, there's so many video game references all throughout it. There's some that I did catch. There's some that I completely, you know, missed, I think. I'm like, I, I, I didn't get that one at all. <laughs> but I saw little bits of games. There's probably some people who play the more the multiplayer that I get half of the jokes. But some of them are like, man, I know exactly that weapon he's pulling from. And, and so those nice little nods in a way that like Pixel was too. It's kind of on the same line, just better written. So overall, I mean, if you're looking for that, it's a fun movie. I, I call, of course, Ramblers. I only got to see the digital, so I didn't get the chance to check out the um, the extras or anything with the home theater release. So I don't know how good those are. But it's a fun little movie, and it's something that, that you know, I'll definitely look on. probably try to get a, like a physical copy of it if I could find it uh, reasonably priced. After watching, because it's something movie I, I would rewatch again, and I'm curious to see if they can do a sequel to it. Because they leave it, they kind of wrap it up nicely. I mean, they could, maybe, but from what I can tell, I think Ryan Reynolds is looking a little burned out, and and they couldn't do a sequel without him. I'm sorry, it just it wouldn't work. It would it would look so weird if they did a sequel without him. So there you go. So that is my take of Free Guy on digital, courtesy of the great folks at 20th Century Studios.
Review for this episode is another 48 hours, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. Now, this, of course, is the sequel to the original 48 Hours that came out in 1982, starring Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. And back then, you know, 82, Eddie Murphy was just kind of, he was just kind of starting his movie career. He had a lot of success, of course, in Saturday Night Live, and he was kind of trying to transition into, you know, more of a theatrical stuff. So this was, you know, the start of it. And the, the the two made a really you know a funny pair. The the premise of the first forty eight hours was that the cop Nick Nolte had to use the convict Reggie, played by Eddie Murphy, to to help him with a case. But he only had forty eight hours to use. He could only sign out the convict for forty eight hours. So that was the premise. And and those two had a. I, I rewatched the first one because it had been a while. Just to get an idea of the banter, and and it really those two were there's one fight in the first one where they just have a fist fight and it is so brutal. And both movies are of course are directed by Walter Hill, and the score is by Henry Mancini. And I really like what Henry Mancini did with this. Both movies are set in San Francisco, and both scores have a kind of steel drum. Uh, thing to it, and I, I'm a sucker for steel drums, so I really liked it. Really set the atmosphere to it, and San Francisco really played a big part. So, so we had the first one, and and you know that one happened, and then they did a sequel to it eight years later. Why it took so long to get a sequel, I don't know. Maybe because Eddie Murphy was so dang busy by then, but they did. And and this time, Eddie Murphy in this one, Reggie, actually gets out of jail uh, at the end of this. And and in between movies, Nick, you know, the the character uh, Nick Nolte plays didn't visit him at all <laughs> during the during the prison. Uh, but um, but once again, he needs his help. And again, he only has 48 hours to do it. And the premise of the second movie is that there's there's this guy called the Iceman who's this major, I know, kind of criminal in the area. And Nick Nolte's character is trying to prove his existence. And he he needs Reggie's assistance to prove it. So we had that same dynamic. Also in the second one, you have these you know, these kind of bank biker guys that get thrown into the mix as well. And what makes this the the sequel good is that you you have Walter Hill directing it again. I mean, I've always said this. 
that to make a good sequel, a lot of times you have to keep the same director. When they have a sequel to a movie and then the director changes, then you change the vision of the movie and it's I guarantee going to be as good as the first one. I'm not saying that always happens, but a lot of times it gets lost. There are exceptions to that rule, and I'll be talking about that when I talk about Suicide Squad. But it's always taking a risk. And the soundtrack for both movies, man, I, I miss it when soundtracks were that good. Especially the song, The Boys Are Back in Town, which, I don't know, it's still catchy to this day. In, in the end credits for another 48, you actually hear another band kind of do a remix of it. It sounds all right, but the original still kicks. And, um, and Eddie, you could tell by in eight years, his, his character had, had grown. And, and it's, it, there's still that kind of antagonistic relationship between uh, uh, Reggie and Jack, but it, it's tell Eddie's learned some acting more along the way. The action in both movies is really good. I mean, so much gunplay. Woo, it is not for the squeamish at all. And, and there's one point where uh, Reggie's on a bus and it flips over 17 times. And and that's nuts. And, and this, this release does have at least one feature at it. Where right where Walter Hill uh, goes over, uh, you know, new uh, filmmaker focus where he talks about making the movie, and, and it's really good. It's a nice insight. It would have been nice to have commentary, but it is what it is. And you do get the theatrical trailer, so uh, there is some extras to it. Does it help to have watched the first movie to appreciate this one? Yes and no. I mean, all you got to know going into this one is they worked together before. It. You know, it <laughs> it didn't totally work out the way they wanted it to, and and poor Reggie kind of got left to rot in prison, sort of thing. The ending, though, to this one, Lord Almighty, it has a good twist to it. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's kind of a twist that I wish I could have been in a theater when this came out with an audience to see that twist. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's I I I applaud uh, movies that just take take a chance and go. All right, we're gonna do this. See how you like it. <laughs> and, and that's that's kind of funny. And and if you haven't seen the movie, like I hadn't seen this or hadn't seen it in a long time, so I I didn't totally see it coming. Maybe it did. Maybe there are clues you picked up on. But there's some nice little twists at the end of the film that will really kind of keep you guessing. Overall, I mean, I, I miss these kind of old 80s, 90s buddy cop movies. You could tell a lot of it was done practically too because it's just, you know, a lot of CGI back in the 80s and 90s. So that's the, 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 the kind of appeal to it. The soundtrack for both movies is just fantastic. And it's something that really makes me want to try to track them down. Uh, but overall, uh, a fun duo. It's a shame. I don't know if these two ever work together again after this, really, because their careers kind of went in different directions. <laughs> but it's a fun blast in the past. If you can pick up the first one with it, with it, it it's a nice, you know, couple of um, movies kind of bunched together and be a really fun enjoyment if you can find the chance. So a nice trip back into time for some classic buddy cop but they're not totally cops together. 
movie. So that is my take of another 48 hours on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. I took a walk around the world to ease my troubled mind. I left my body laying somewhere in the sands of time. I watched the world flow to the dark side of the moon I feel there's nothing I can do Yeah I watched the world flow to the dark side of the moon After all I knew it had to be something to do with you I really don't mind Secrets I will keep You took for granted All the times I never let you down You stumbled in and bumped your head If not for me you would be dead I picked you up and put you back on solid ground If I go crazy then will you still call me Superman? If I'm alive and well will you be there holding my hand? I'll keep you by my side My superhuman show on blu-ray review for this episode is superman and lois the complete first season courtesy of warner brothers home entertainment warner brothers home entertainment sent me a copy of this blu-ray to review on the show the opinions expressed are my own now this is of course the premiere season of the brand new show which kind of 
spun off from the crisis event in last season. Because at the end of the crisis event, you know, you had you had Tyler Hurchin flying away, and then Lois goes on the comm saying, you need to get home, it's a problem with your sons. And this is more of the crisis kind of aftermath, if you will, where after the events of crisis, history got reset, not, not, you know, for a lot of characters, but especially for Soups here, where, where pre-crisis, he was just having a little baby boy, and then, bammo, uh, after crisis, he now has not one, one, but two teenage sons. And this is an interesting take on the Superman character, man. I, I've, I've, Superman, hands down, is one of my favorite characters. I have so many TV shows uh, based on that character. One day, y'all will see it. And so I was really excited to see yet another interpretation of this. I always liked, you know, the stuff he did on Supergirl, and I thought, if anybody could carry a show, it'd be this guy. So, you know, back as the Man of Steel is Tyler Holch, who we've seen previously in other Arrowverse shows, you know, such as Supergirl and a few of the crossovers. And Elizabeth uh, Tulloch is back as Lois Lane. And these two really work well. And this show is not just about the Kents. Oh, no. Because in the show, I said, you have these two and then you have their, their twin sons, uh, Jordan Kent and Jonathan Kent, both kind of named after their grandfathers. Jordan is played by Alex Garfin, who is, he's kind of like the emo twin. You know, he's got dark hair, he's had troubles, sort of thing. And and Jordan, uh, and Jonathan Kent, is actually played by an actor named Jordan, which is funny. Jordan Yesus, who is kind of the, you know, the um, football playing kind of, you know, jock part of the family, even though they're twins. So at the start of the season, the Kents decide to move back to Smallville because Jordan's been having a lot of problems. And Clark figures, you know, let's let's take the kids back to my hometown. You know, I liked it in Smallville. Maybe this will help them, you know, live live life better, even though they're yanking them from their life in Metropolis. <laughs> right? So bring back to the country life. And and early on in the show, uh, unfortunately, poor Pa Kent gets killed right away. And even there, there are some glimpses of Ma Kent, but for the majority of the show, she has gone, and so they kind of inherit the old Kent house. And as much as you think this show is going to be all about the Kents, heck no. And of course, too, if you think the Kents would come back to Smallville and there'd be no problems, <laughs> what kind of boring show would that be? So unfortunately, Trouble finds his family. So it's not only, though, about the Kents. It's also about the Langs. Because when Clark comes back, you know, to his hometown, he meets up with Lana Lang. And if you know your DC, you know, Lana Lang was kind of Clark's, you know, childhood sweetheart, you know, or high school sweetheart. And Lana, of course, has moved on. She has, she has family of her own. She has a husband and a young daughter. Coincidentally around the same age as the Kent boys. And there's another daughter, too. <laughs> but I don't know what's going on with that. It, the other daughter in the Langs is kind of like Chuck from Happy Days, all right? <laughs> Where they introduce the character, but you rarely ever see them. You know, because it, 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 for the most part, it's just um, Sophie, da uh, Lana's daughter, and, and, and the parents. And there's this other kid... But she's barely in it. I think she shows up a little bit 
partly through the season, but she's just away somewhere, and then she comes back, and then we'll see how much we see her in season two. But it's like, we wrote this character in the show, but then we don't really have nothing for her to do, so we're just not going to use her. <laughs> so it's that. So that. So they come back, and 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 the, the main was okay. The main main villain in this one is the character of Morgan Edge. Now Morgan Edge has been done a lot of times in 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 on TV. He appeared, of course, in Supergirl previously, pre Crisis, played by another actor. Uh, that character has also appeared in uh, Lois and Clark. And so he's been around a lot. And this time around, is played by Adam Rayner. And this time, though, Morgan Edge has a bit of a twist to him, which really plays up as the season goes on. I don't want to spoil too much, uh, but he becomes quite the villain in this story. And and the, you get introduced to a character at the start uh, who, who later we find out is 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 portrayed as John Henry Irons, and and if and that's uh by uh, uh Wolly Parks. Hopefully, I'm saying his name Wolly. I don't know if I'm saying that name right. And and, and he's kind of like a, a red herring because at first you think, oh, maybe he's somebody else, and then he gets revealed as John Henry Irons. And if you know your Superman lore, you know that hmm, John Henry Irons didn't he like play a lot. In, in Steel, it wasn't he like part of the death of Superman. And in this season, I don't know how it's going to go second season, but this season, Lord Almighty, they steal a lot from the death of Superman because, oh, yeah, John Henry. And in this show, oy, he starts off not very likable. And as it goes on, he he becomes likable in it. And that's cool. And 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 I didn't know he was going to be on the show, and, and it's like, okay, you're you're painting him in in quite an interesting light. It's not how I thought to it, but it does turn around as the season goes. But it's neat. I didn't think I'd ever see a live action version of that character, so that's like okay. And and they they do a twist with him when it comes to the multiverse, and it really there's it's the payoff for it is the very last episode. I don't want to say what it is, but let's just say, if this show is a one-season wonder, and and it ended at that episode off the first season, and it never got a second season, yes, it has been confirmed for a second season. Hoy, boy, magoy, that cliffhanger, you'd be like, you, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> it's like, I'm I'm just so curious to see how they deal with it come season two, because boy, it's like oh la da da the first season's wrapping up la da da la and then boom this thing hits and you're like yeah it's gonna be something to deal with the start of the next season <laughs> so I'm very curious to see how the characters deal with it uh, so you have that and and it. In, involved with it. I like the actors who play the Kent sons. I, f- I felt as, as, as a brother relationship, they did really well. Uh, and, and it really worked. And it was interesting how they, they wove the Lang family and the Kents together. This is very much a two family show because as much drama as it is around the Kents, boy, do they ever give the Langs focus because you have Lana and her husband who, 
goes for a lot of changes in it. And then Sophie's interested in Jordan. So they get equal billing. You could almost call the show, you know, the Kents and the Langs, the adventures of the Kents and the Langs, because, well, not Langs, but whatever. <laughs> I think I can think they're Langs, but they're not. But, but that, those, those two kind of families, right? Like Lana's family and then Clark's family and how they interwoven together. So that, that's, I like how that's done. Um, the Cushing's, that's it, the Cushing's. <laughs> I was forgetting. So you have that, uh, and you have a lot of other, like, superman relationships. You also get introduced in this season, I don't know if he was in the past season, maybe he was, to, to, to Lois's father. Oh, and, and Kyle Cushing, Lana's husband, he's really good actor. Um, you get introduced in this one to, to, uh, Lois's father, Sam, Lane, who of course has always been an, uh, a general in this one, and he really plays a big part in this town and this season rung to it, and it, and it, it's a lot of nice twists and turns throughout the season. And I like how the the, the boys really, you know, grow with the show. Because at one point, Jordan wants to play football, and 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 Jordan, slight spoiler here, he's the one that kind of develops powers a little. And, and, um, and Clark's like, you know, maybe that's not really a good idea until you figure out what's going on with you. <laughs> and I understand his motivation. He, he did it because, you know, he was always been a bit of an outcast. And then because of his little enhanced abilities, he fit in. And, but at one point though, you know, you can see that there's a lot of tension because I, I feel for the other brother, right? Cause Jonathan can, he's like always oh, been good at football. And then here's his little brother coming in and kind of schmoozing into his area and there's a little bit of like, really, do you have to come into my, you're kind of messing up my stuff. And it, it the dynamic is really well there. I, I liked it. And the, the action sequences, it's not just a drama drama. It's not soups meets one tree hill completely. Although there are points. Uh, there are some really good fighting sequences in, in, in this too. And, and some good action bits. And I, I said, I'm really curious to see how they, how they set up the second season, because oof, there's some stuff going on there. So, and in this one point uh, during the the season, and I like this because you always think about this with Superman. At one point, Superman goes, you know, because he gets tested, man. And at one point, he tells his kids, you know, every day I have to fight it to not lose it, because every day, man, I know I have all this power. And if I wanted to, I could turn on humanity. I could, I could do stuff to people and I got to hold back as much as, you know, if I get shot with kryptonite bullets, part of me wants to just rip into the guy that shot me and just tear him apart. But I know if I do that, things will change. And, you know, he has to hold back that whole time. Like there's just so much he could do when he doesn't do it. And that so ties into the, like that whole injustice storyline because injustice after all those years of holding back, something happens and he snaps and he snaps in a big time. And if you know the injustice storyline, you're thinking, yeah, if anything's going to break the man of steel, if there's one thing you could do to him to really make him cross that line that he has constantly pulled back from, it's kind of like Batman with killing in a way. 
that would do it. And it's kind of neat that the the they stress that. I I don't think enough Superman shows really stress the fact that this guy knows he's immensely powerful. He knows that very few people could stand in his way if you really wanted to, you know, do stuff. But he doesn't. And I think I don't think we've ever had this dynamic of the man of steel trying to be a family man at the same time. So I, I like how they're doing with this. And, and this show has gotten really good ratings. It's definitely been greenlit for a second season. And I want to see where it goes. Uh, I mean, at the, it's one of these shows where the first season ended. And when it airs, I'm going to be, I, I at least check out the first episode of the second season and see how they deal with what happened. So that's cool. And when it comes to special features, this isn't not, not a bad selection for our first season. One of the ones you have in this, you have Superman, Alien Spirit, Superman and Lois, Legacy of Hope, you know, DC Fandom panel, Superman and Lois. So it's a nice excerpt from last year's Fandom where they talk about the show. I'm hoping that whatever WB show stuff that they did this year will carry over into next season sets. I don't know if it will, but I hope it does. So you have that. So that's cool to see. I like when they do that. You know, short it because that's close you can get to a comic because Comic Con, of course, didn't happen. And the one gripe, and and I feel I'll be making this when I talk about Legends of Tomorrow season six as well. And this has been a trend. I say this every review that that they, they keep doing lately is <laughs> instead of another new extra or like gag reel or deleted scenes, we get again never alone. Heroes and Ally, the exact same featurette we've now gotten on Batwoman Season 2, Flat, the latest Season 7 of Flash, and now Superman and Lois, and dollars to donuts, y'all. Uh, we're going to get this again in Legends of Tomorrow Season 6. And I don't know why they keep repeating featurettes. I mean, I guess they say, well, not everybody's probably going to buy all the seasons, so we want to get it out there. But uh, it just... It's such a generic kind of space filler, and it doesn't need to be. Uh, overall, I enjoyed this first season. Uh, I think it was off to a great start, and I really want to see where it builds on it, because as much as they got things done they set some things up and and, uh, and i'm really curious to see where you know where sophie and jordan go where some of the relationships go jonathan gets the attention of a, a girl this season too but there's something about her i'm gonna call it right now i don't know what's gonna happen but i don't trust it <laughs> i think oh, something's gonna come from that chicky i don't know just i got a vibe from her but we'll see <laughs> But uh, overall, a nice, you know, way, a nice focus and, 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 and vibe. And it definitely does give some Smallville vibes in this. This show, oh, when it comes to secrets and not telling things and, and, and family dynamics, this has so shades of Smallville in it. It really does. And it's nice to kind of revisit that kind of feel when it comes to the Man of Steel. So that is my take of Superman Lois, the complete first season on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Tarzan wasn't the latest man 
He'd just come along and swoop him up under his arm like that Quick as a cat in the jungle But Clark Kent, now there was a real gent He would not be caught sitting around in old jungle street Dumb as an ape doing nothing Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy Sometimes I despair the world will never see another man Like him Hey Bob, Soup had a straight job Even though he could have smashed through any bank in the United States He had the strength but he would not Folks said the family were all dead The planet crumbled but Superman He forced himself to carry on Forget Krypton and keep going Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy Sometimes I despair the world will never see another man Tarzan was king of the jungle and lord of all the apes But he could hardly string together Four words I, Tarzan, you, Jane Sometimes when soup was stopping cries I'll bet he was tempted to just quit and turn his back on me and in the forest But he stayed in the city Kept on changing clothes and dirty old phone booths Till his work was through Nothing to do but go on home Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy Sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him Sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him my book review for this episode is Marvel Captain America, the Ultimate Guide New Edition, courtesy of DK Publishing. Now, I've always enjoyed these kind of books. DK has a history of doing these where they take a character and say, okay, here's your definitive history of him right up until this point. And the amount of research that goes into these really amazes me because not only do you have some gorgeous comic book art, and panels that get recreated in this, but it gives the full history of this character. And you know, I've got on record as saying, up until recently, you know, Captain America was like, well, he's a dude with a shield. Big deal. But, you know, since the Marvel movies and stuff, I've grown to appreciate him a little bit more. And, and neat thing about this book, and it's a fairly good size book, it's pretty big. Uh, I didn't measure the exact centimeters, but it has 200 and yeah, 200 pages, 
worth of story. And it goes from the very first issue, goes, you know, from the, it goes into his uniform, across the eras, his support network, and then it goes decade by decade. So it covers Cat from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. So right up until present day. So informative. As I said, I love the, the recreation of a lot of the old uh, older comic book panels and stuff. And it's amazing to see the the history of this character because Lord Almighty, there have been so many versions of him and so many twists and turns in the life of Captain America. And I love too the, um, the a lot of these have like full two page spreads from some of the comic book cover art, and that is really cool to see. And to me gives you the definitive history of this character, like right up until, you know, present day, pretty much. And and it's kind of neat. And, and if you ever wanted, like, geez, I need to know more about Captain America, then this is the way to go. I mean, there, there's, some, there's some characters here like Kobik. Uh, I didn't even hear of before, because I get a little behind in my Captain America stuff. But it is... As, as good a history as you can. I'd love to see like the equivalent of this. I mean, you could do something like this for Thor or Iron Man or, you know, any one of, of, of a comic book character. And, and it really is the, the, you know, definitive history up until now. Of it, so if you ever want it, and it gives you timelines. If you want to just to like, I need to know more about the Star Spangled Hero, but damn, and I want to appreciate some really cool artwork, but damn, you you have this book absolutely. So, yeah, and it gives you kind of respect for a character, which you know up until the MCU, like, did you see the '90s movie? Other than that one song, <laughs> it was a bit of a train wreck from it. So, uh, yeah, a, a nice book to read and, and definitely one if you are a big fan of the first Avenger. So that is my take of Captain America, the Ultimate Guide New Edition, courtesy of DK Publishing. things up for this edition of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me the number of ways. You can check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rambling Russ, at R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. If you follow me, I will follow you on Twitter. And I look for any kind of, you know, show updates and links and pictures and whatever I feel like throwing up on Twitter, because it's random, but I do appreciate anybody that follows me there. Of course, you can check out all brand new shows right here on the TalkShoot Network. I'm caller ID 18411. All new shows are here, as well as in uh, Google Play and Spotify and many other directories across the World Wide Web. And if you want to do another trip back into the past, you can check out my original website at Libsyn. That's HTTP, full colon, backslash, backslash, ramblingrus, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S, dot Libsyn. That's dot L-I-B-S-Y is in November. And why is Yankee end is November.com. That's my original home internet where I have over six plus years of podcasting goodness going back from the early days of 2006 up to about 2013 or 14. Then I shifted more to here on Talk Shoe. 
So I hope you guys check that out. And you can also check out older episodes in iTunes under podcasts. Just type that in and other many other directories across the world wide web. And I do a Facebook page, which I woefully really need to update, but check me out there if you can. And I do have an Instagram too, but I still haven't figured out how to use that properly. But hey, you want to check me out there? Check me out there. I don't have a lot to show right now, but there it is. <laughs> and and that is that. Coming up on the show, we have a lot to talk about. Man, this, you know, as I said, busiest time of year. Uh, coming up on the next episode, uh, you, you will get my review of the Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, but The Suicide Squad. The brand new movie directed by good old James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy. I got a great copy of that on 4K Blu-ray, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. So I'll be giving you my review of that new cinematic movie, <laughs> if you will. And, and, and speaking of heroes, sort of, because that's quite a story of heroes, I'll give you my brand new 4K Steelbook Blu-ray review of Snake Eye. Courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. I don't do many, um, I don't do many steel books, but I did get a copy of that courtesy of Paramount. I thank them greatly for that. So the origin of that popular character, a movie I meant to see in the theater, but never got around to saying it. So that'll be in the next episode of the show and a sequel to a movie I talked about like way back in 2016 or 17. You want to go back to the old retro reviews and and talk show, you'll probably find it. The uh, we're talking about my give you my review of the brand new sequel to a movie I originally talked about years ago, Don't Breathe 2 on digital, and that is courtesy of Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. So that's all coming up on the next episode of the show, and I might throw some other things in there. I don't know yet, but that's I know I'm gonna get in there for you on future episodes of the show. I got a lot more coming up, man. It's just a busy time of year, uh, coming up ahead. Uh, coming up soon, you'll have my interview and review from the uh, from the movie 13 Minutes. So you have my review of the movie and interview with the director of that said film, Lindsay Gosling. Lindsay Gosling. And we'll talk about how what it's like to make that really interesting picture, which is hitting theaters uh, very soon. Uh, November 5th. So you want to be a lookout for that. And along with that, a brand new movie uh, we're reviewing digitally as well, and that is the movie Hell Hath. And that is courtesy of WellGo USA Entertainment, set in World War II, no less. And uh, we could be continuing very soon my CW superhero catch-up with the final entry for now, and that will be Legends, DC Legends of Tomorrow Season 6 on Blu-ray. So that's all in the future, things I, I should be getting very soon. I'm continuing to make my way through uh, season two of Yellowstone on DVD, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. That is part of the three-season Yellowstone collection. Uh, so I'm just doing this season at a time, though, because it's a lot to unpack in each season. Lord mighty. So that will be coming up in a future episode of the show. I don't know which one yet, because I'm trying to make my way through it still. That you have to look forward to. Also, from the nice folks at Paramount, in addition to Snake Eyes, they were nice enough to provide me with the Steelbook limited edition of Star Trek, the original series. So I'll be giving you my review of that sometime in the very near future. Very cool Steelbook, although there are some little things I'm going to point out between that release and a release I picked up not that long ago. So you'll get my honest opinion, as always. So that is coming. I don't have many steelbooks on the show, and I'm always happy when I get them. So, are you steelbook lovers? 
keep listening. Uh, also from Paramount, they sent me the uh, Blu-ray of Mommy Dearest, a really interesting old movie starring good old Faye Dunaway on the life of another actress. And then the the Crocodile Dundee, the Crocodile Dundee trilogy collection on Blu-ray, all three Crocodile Dundee movies. I review that. And they did send me the um, Audrey Hepburn seven movie collection on Blu-ray as well. Going back in time, way back in time to the brand new Blu-ray release of The Sheik, a movie starring Rudolph Valentino over a like a hundred years old movie on Blu-ray, which I don't, I usually don't go back in time that far in movies, but Hey, I'm going to do that for you. Uh, that is all coming up on future talks to the show. And what else? And, and I will get around to eventually tell me he's talking about In the Heights on 4K Blu-ray and the two um, animated Mortal Kombat movies, uh, Legends and well, yeah, Mortal Kombat animated Legends movies, Battle of the Realms and Scorpion's Revenge that was set before that. That's all coming up on future editions of the show. And book-wise, I do have a couple more books from DK that will be coming up in the very near future. Two Star Wars books, as a matter of fact. They will be Star Wars Battles That Change the Galaxy. See, 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 see. And one of my favorite type of books uh, I get, uh, you know, they release them every once in a while. It is the Star Wars Year by Year of Visual History New Edition. Uh, that review on that in an upcoming episode as well. And that's so, so some more Star Wars goodness for y'all in the near future. And um, I'm still hoping to get a copy of uh, Injustice, the animated movie. That's still a work in progress. And there are a few other titles that are kind of in the wings. So keep listening and you'll find out what I'm going to talk about. That is it for this show. I've crammed as much as I possibly can do. So the rest is up to you to listen. One other note I did want to make mention. Uh, if you want to take part in the show, if you want to contribute to the show and, you know, control what I review, you have an opportunity to be doing that by checking out my Amazon wishlist. A link for that is in the show notes. Well, the, the, yeah, you can just copy paste it into your browser and I've put that on Twitter as well. Uh, what that is, I've made a, a wish, wish list on Amazon for the show. Any item on that wish list that is purchased will be reviewed on the show. So you want to contribute, want to control what I talk about. It's there. All kinds of different prices, all kinds of different things. If you want to remain anonymous and pick something out, I'm fine with that. But if you don't, I will gladly credit you when I review said item. I've, I've got to work on updating that. But uh, if I do get something off of it, I will take it off. And it, you don't have to do that to listen to the show. I, I'm not somebody that, you know begs for members for Patreon or Discord or whatever, what have you. But if you want to help me out and you want to control what I talk about, there's a way to do it. I'm still waiting for somebody to nibble on that. And yeah, it's it's there for you. So take it as you will. All right, that's enough for talking for me. And we'll catch you next time right here on Ramble Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 